everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. Uh, it is Tuesday morning, and I have a special guest that has just wandered into the kitchen, um, kind of delirious. And uh, anyway, this is my wife, Jane. Uh, please tell her hello. Hey, and some hellos. There's Chrissy Horner telling you hello. Good morning, hello. everybody. Michelle, Molly, Chris, Jeremy. Suzanne, yay. They love you, baby. Mm -hmm. This is cool. So uh, anyway, we uh, were up this morning, going to uh, do this devotional. And then after this devotional is over with, we uh, are going to go down to Alvin to... 1820 coffee, 1820 1812, coffee. 1812, no, 1820. And what's happening is they are uh, moving to Alaska, moving to Alaska. They wanted to yeah. uh, uh, be in a warmer climate and... <laughs> Anyway, they're going to go up there and live with family. And we just, we love Bob and Joan so, so, so much. And they've been just a, a, a big part of our church for a long time. And if you go to the Alvin campus, then you know who I'm talking about. Um, um, Bob usually is out the front doors. Uh, is where I remember seeing him over the past years. And, uh, or shaking. if you went to 1128, they greeted at 1128. They were at 1128 as well. And and uh, just great, wonderful, godly, salt of the earth kinds of mm -hmm. people, and we will miss them dearly. And his son's name is it's Bob. I think it's Bob as well. And he he was in the Coast Guard. He's probably retired by now, but was in the Coast Guard forever. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie. You remember the name of the movie? No, honey. You can't ask me questions like that this early in the morning. Make <laughs> me throw out answers. There's a there's a movie with um, Kevin Costner. Yeah. And Ashton Kutcher. And it's about the Coast Guard. And it was it came out I don't know 20 years ago. But anyway, in the movie, Bob and Joan's son is in the movie. He's he's helping them do the training and all that in the movie. He plays himself basically as a as somebody that's in the Coast Guard in the movie. And it's pretty cool. We watched the movie knowing that. And so every scene that we saw with him, it was pretty cool. And if you watch the movie, I'm not telling you to watch the movie because it's not all that it's not, you know how Hollywood is. But if you do watch the movie, just look for somebody who looks like a younger version of Bob, and uh, that's that's who that is. That's son. Anyway, so we're going to head down there. And another, by the way, and I'm not getting a free cup of coffee or anything out of this, but uh, 1820 Coffee is owned by a couple of families in our church, uh, Jake Starkey and Dorian Strickland, and they, they run the place, and, and uh, it's right down there by Scopel Square, where... Um, Another new hope around yeah. Square. So. Yeah, uh, Corey's, Corey's Kitchen. <clears throat> he has a, um, the light is coming in the window. He has a, uh, uh, like a food truck there as well, across the square. And then um, what else is right there? The well, snow right. cone place. The snow cone place. Dorian's family has a snow cone place right there by Scopel Square as well. So uh, new hopers all around that square. Stan's Grocery Store, if you know where Stan's is, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to have to scoot over to 
Lucy. I'm getting hit by the eight o'clock sun here. Well, I'm gonna let you. All right. She's gone. She's Bye, gone. everybody. <laughs> For the record, I did not make her leave. I did not make her leave. That was something that she wanted to do. <laughs> Look at that. See the sun on my yeah. forehead? Okay, I'm gonna lean back and get out of the sun here. I told you I get the eight o'clock sun right there. Um, anyway, we are in devotional number two as we count down to one, which is tomorrow. And then what's going to happen is we're going to uh, rework our schedule uh, and it'll more likely be a devotion on Tuesday and then on Thursday. And that will begin next week. So we'll work down to one tomorrow and then we'll see you again on Tuesdays and Thursdays from then on. And as I told you yesterday, I'm thinking about calling the devotional TNT uh, for, for Tuesday and Thursday, but also TNT, like, you know, people think of dynamite, TNT, although dynamite and TNT are not the same thing. Uh, but it's going to be, um, I, I like the, 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 the phrase, I guess, TNT, to Tuesday and Thursday, because of what Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the dunamis, dunamis, which is the power, which is where we get our word for dynamite. So the gospel has power. And so TNT, man, I just thought it works. So probably next week, a Tuesday and Thursday schedule, I'll let you know tomorrow for sure. And then we'll blast it out on <clears throat> social media and on email. Um, so tomorrow, be with us for the last of these 10 persevering devotionals. Then we'll start up again with a new topic next uh, Tuesday. So one, one more thing, then we'll get to the devotional. <clears throat> It is our hope to have an outdoor service very, very soon. And the sun is chasing me. It is our hope to have an outdoor service very, very soon. And uh, what I would like to do, although we don't quite know if the weather is gonna cooperate with us yet or not, is I would like to um, have that service Thursday night. Thursday night, but we don't know for sure. So. <clears throat> If you don't follow us on social media, please do so right now on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, set up the alerts, however you do that, uh, get on our email list. And again, it sounds like I'm trying to trick you into giving, but it's the quickest way to get on the email list. Just go, just go to our website, give something, just go give a, a donation and they'll have you input your email when you do so. And then you'll be in our system and we will send you an email if the outdoor gathering is going to take place on uh, Thursday. I doubt it's going to be on Sunday this week because we kind of got a system that's moving our direction that won't and they won't allow us to, to have a gathering probably on Sunday. So <clears throat> anyway, be a part of it, okay? And then um, and, and we'll let you know, no service until we announce it. That's just how it's got to be because of the weather. But if we do announce it, I'm hoping that you'll be a part of it. And then on June 21st, Lord willing, everything is Lord willing. That's what the book of James says about how we should frame things like this or thinking. But Lord willing, on June 21st, we're going to go back inside of the buildings for a service at our campus. June 21st, that's a Sunday morning. We're hoping to do one service inside of our buildings on June 21st. We'll let you know the times and so forth. Uh, before that happens. But what we're doing is we're just trying to get a feel for what this is going to take to have indoor services again. As you well know, even though uh, the COVID pandemic has been overshadowed now by the riots across the United States, um, 
is still supposedly out there. In fact, I was watching TV with my wife the other night, and it was like every commercial was about staying home. Even beer commercials were like, stay home, stay home, drink your beer at home. You know, it's just everything is pushing us to stay home, which I don't know if that's where we are or if those commercials are just continuing to run. So it's kind of, honestly, right now with the, with the riots, the virus has really taken a back seat, which is just a weird thought. So we're trying to get to the facts and kind of feel where we are in this process. And, but we're hoping to have a service, as I said, on, uh, on June 21st indoors. So outdoors until then, and we'll let you know before those happen, but indoors. And we're also, we don't have room for everybody because we're going to social distance. So we're probably going to have folks register, register. There won't be any new hope kids. There won't be any New Hope students, won't be a cafe. It'll be a little bit weird, but we're going to get back in the building and see what it takes to social distance in the buildings and to get everybody in and out safely and according to the protocols that have been set up in phase two. A lot of fun, just a lot of fun. I cannot, I cannot wait for it to be over. Okay, so to, to the devotion yesterday, we began to take a look at three guys who were in captivity in Babylon uh, during the exile, back when uh, uh, Israel was exiled to Babylon. And we, we looked at the, started to look at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which my wife told me I am pronouncing incorrectly. I'm saying Abednego, and my wife says that it should be Abednego. Abednego. A bed nigga. A bed nigga. So I I I, uh, I was ruined, I think, by a, a radio preacher in my youth who called them Abendego. Abendego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abendego. <laughs> and now I don't even know how to say it. So how do you say it, baby? A bed nigga. So we're a team. We're a team, I'm telling you. So these three guys, if you were with us yesterday, were in a place they did not want to be for much longer than they wanted to be there. They were in exile. They were captives. They were slaves in this foreign land. And yesterday, we looked at that oft-quoted, out-of-context verse from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper you, uh, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And uh, great verse. But uh, you are now tuned into a church who doesn't preach sermons or do devotionals based on one phrase or one verse in the Bible, but rather we try to put things in context so that we can understand them more thoroughly. That's the commitment that I have and that we try to live out at this church. <clears throat> Again, if you missed it, here's the context and here's why you and I need holy grit and why we know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, she was looking at her phone, Abednego, uh, uh, why they had holy grit, or how, how come they had holy grit. Uh, this is verse 10, this is what the Lord says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans. So 70 years, 70 years. And again, just a little review, if you look in the verses just before these verses, about the 70 years and about the Lord having, you know, good plans for us. He says this up in verse four, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Here's what you do, because it's, it's gonna be a long time. It's gonna be a long time. 
um, do this, build, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city that you're living in and pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. So long story short, what I said yesterday was we're going to be here. This is, this is where we are. And so we need to pray for the peace of our city, pray for the peace of our nation, pray for people. We, we need to, um, even though we're citizens of heaven, we're residents here and our attitude cannot be, I don't care about here. I only care about heaven. We got to care about the place in which God has put us as well. And, and we just got to make the decision. We're going we're gonna to stand for God, but we're going to share the love of God while we're here. Okay. And, and that's just part of this holy grip process. Now, that was all yesterday. Today, <clears throat> again, we're going to be in chapter three of Daniel, and I'm going to show you a winning formula for holy grit, a winning formula for holy grit. When we left off yesterday, these guys, these captives in a foreign land, Adrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were trying to persevere, trying to persevere, but then they were hit with this other layer of difficulty when the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, thought it would be a good idea to make an idol that was 90 feet tall and nine feet wide and overlaid with gold. And <clears throat> so the rules of the game were this, when the music plays, you bow down. When the music plays, you bow down. So it's kind of like musical chairs, only you didn't bow down. It's not like musical chairs, but uh, sorry. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, closer, keep getting closer, Abednego, uh, didn't bow because they were following one of the Ten Commandments, which said, do not make an idol, do not worship an idol, do not bow down to an idol, so they didn't bow. Everybody else bows, they didn't bow. <clears throat> now, something that is important for us to understand is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, didn't suddenly get moral convictions. They didn't hear the music and then say, wow, what would we do in a situation like this? Because we are now in a situation like this. Well, what, 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 what have we, what have we talked about before? Wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't there a, a 10 commandment, <clears throat> one of the 10 commandments about this? No, they didn't wait until they needed their convictions before they had convictions, they had their convictions before those convictions were necessary. Are you with me? Uh, the decision to stay standing when everybody else was bowing down like a bunch of sheep, just doing what everybody else was doing, that decision was made early on. That decision to follow God was made before it was tested. Which leads me to say, you need to be all in for God. You need to be all in for God before you hear the music. You need to be all in for God before the music starts to play. And we talked about that this past Sunday in church. Um, <clears throat> you, can't, you can't wait until you're tempted to decide what your convictions really are. You can't wait until you, um, until you see a pile of money before you decide that, uh, it's not good to steal. You can't wait until you're tempted sexually before you decide 
that you're going to live a morally pure life. You can't wait until the crowd is trying to get you to go along with them before you make up your mind that you're only going to listen to God and you're not going to listen to the crowd. And here's what's so about this faith in Jesus commitment. Christ following friends, Christ following friends can help us in life, in our faith. They can help us to remain strong when we're pressed to do otherwise. Christ following friends can strengthen our faith. Okay, so look at this uh, passage. This is Daniel chapter 3. Let's start at verse uh, 13. It says, Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, so these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and all kinds of music, it... If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. Meaning, uh, if you do it right this time, <clears throat> we're going to call it even, no harm done. You're not going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. But if you do not worship it, he said, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? So there's your choice, guys. Uh, bow your knees to the idol or go into the furnace. So they got a second chance. According to the law that was made, pardon me, according to the law that was made, they should have been thrown into the fiery furnace instantaneously the first time. But they got a second chance, which is, which is, sounds good, but really what it provides is more pressure to make the right choice again. Uh, at this point, this second chance opportunity could have said oh okay okay well we didn't hear you correctly the first time uh we were confused you know we thought that the music in the distance was you know somebody's ringtone or something so uh well we get it now we get it no problem <clears throat> they could have they could have at that point done whatever it would take to save their own hides if they're gonna bail now's the time to bail and and right here right here at this point is where having some Christ-following friends can make a difference in your life. I remember the, they're in a season, a long season. They're persevering through this long season in a place where they don't want to be. Now they've got this added pressure on them, and then it gets poured on. And I, I'm telling you something, man, when you're already, when you're slugging it out, when you're going through a difficult season, and then you get like a thousand pounds added to your backpack. That's when you can really wear down, when you can really get weary. And maybe you're feeling that in the time that we're going through. So I've been tough. It's been tough. It's been tough. And then boom, this added stuff that's going on in our country right now just kind of hits us and, and uh, makes the difficulty of enduring even more intense. And so sometimes we get in that situation, we, we don't want to fight. We don't, we don't want to, we can't, it's hard for us to just put one foot in front of the other. And, and there's part of us that just says, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm not going to try anymore. I thought it was bad. 
now it's worse. And so I'm just going to go ahead and bow. I'm just going to go ahead and bow. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have a bad attitude. I'm going to go ahead and have thoughts that were in the back of my mind. I'm going to let them come from my mind. I'm not going to think thoughts that are excellent or praiseworthy or good or noble or like it says in Philippians 4 I'm just going to kind of cut loose now because I'm done. I've had it. I'm stressed out. Things have gotten worse. God knows my heart, so it's okay if my knee bows a little bit right here. And I think what happens for us is, is it's like one of the kids in my our revived group said when they stayed here at the house. A lot of people always looking for a workaround, a workaround. Like how to get around exactly what it is that God wants you to do. And I've been praying for people. I've seen the post. I've seen people say things like, you know, I don't know how much longer I can keep on. It's been difficult. You know, we're losing our business. We've lost our livelihood. I don't know how much longer this is tough. Listen, I know we're not saved by works. We are saved by faith. That's what the whole book of Romans has been about as we've been studying through it. But listen to me, faith is a lot of work sometimes. Faith is a lot of work sometimes. And it gets tiring. And we can be worn down over time, even when we're trying to let the Holy Spirit empower us. Daily battles can get to us. But these guys in the text here, they had a winning formula that all of us need at times, but a lot of us don't take advantage of. I'll tell you what that winning formula is for persevering through a difficult time and then in the increasingly difficult moments that get dumped on us when there's another layer of nasty that is added to an already difficult situation. It's right there in the text. I'm going to read again. I'm going to read this, and uh, I want I want you to see if you can spot it, okay? Let's look at verse I believe verse so 16 here. Uh, yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. And then they go on to talk about their faith in God, something that we're going we're gonna to cover tomorrow. <clears throat> Let me read it again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Do you see the, do you see the winning formula here? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it one more time. But before I read it one more time, I want to remind you of another passage of Scripture. And then I'll read it. Okay. So the other passage of Scripture that I want to remind you of is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. It says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Are you with me so far? So now I'm going to read uh, verse uh, 16 over again. And, and, and I, want to, I want you to see if you can see the winning formula that I'm bringing to the forefront today. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Do you see it? Shadrach, Meshach, 
And Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. This is three guys, three guys speaking as one. Three guys. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know, were they all speaking exactly at the same time and they said exactly the same thing? Probably not, but they were speaking as one. And, and, and here's the, the winning formula here. <clears throat> Persevering through difficult times is tough, but I believe with all my heart, it would be easier to stay standing in your faith if a couple of people that you love and that you respect are standing with you. See, courage is contagious. And I believe most people want to do the right thing most of the time. Most Christ followers, for sure, they want to do the right thing. But then, you know, seasons where it's difficult, wear them down. Other things get piled on them in the middle of those seasons. And, and, and even though they want to persevere, it's tough sometimes. And, and what you need is you and I both need people in our lives who've got some holy grit who's got some holy grit. Now, they're not going to have it every single day, just like you don't feel like you have it every single day. But here's what's cool. On the days when you don't have it, somebody else will have it. On the days that they don't have it, you'll have it. Now, we don't know if it was Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego, who, when the music played, looked at the other guys, looked them in the eye and said, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to stay standing up. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to bow. But I know how these things work. I know that out of those three guys, there was one guy. There was one guy who made the decision first. I'm not bowing. I'm not bowing. I don't care what happens. I'm not bowing. And, and what's weird about courage is that if you can have it long enough, like if you can just, if you can just have like in uh, – uh, the movie, we, we Bought a Zoo. I don't know if you remember that movie. I'm not telling you to watch that movie either. But in that movie, they, they talk about 20 seconds of insane courage. If you can just have 20 seconds of insane courage and just do what needs to be done and say what needs to be said and stand when you need to stand, that that in our instance here, that it's contagious. It's contagious. It, other people will will get courage from your courage. And here's the cool part about it. When you stand and you have courage, then those people that have that have gained that courage from you will be in a position where they can turn around and give it back to you. They can turn around and give it back to you. And for every one of us, there are defining moments in our lives that determine whether we're gonna we're gonna follow God or whether we're gonna give up and quit. Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna bow? And just kind of go along with the crowd. Are we just going to stand up for the Lord? Are we going to, are we going to live in the truth of God? Now, there's something that is awesome and powerful about good friendships. And I'm just going to say all of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12 out loud now. But it says, uh, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. But even better than that. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And that's why it's important for us, I think, to have believing friends, 
friends, plural, plural. Not just one Christ-following friend, which is good, but at least two Christ-following friends. That's why small groups are so important and why our life groups are such a, such a source of strength for so many people. If you only have one friend to turn to, then, and you already know this, you're going to be in trouble on some days because they're going to be at work and they're going to be able to take your call. Or they're going to be fighting their own battle or they're going to wake up with a bad attitude one day <laughs> and you're going to be on your own. Uh, yes, I know the Lord is with you and you're never technically, but, uh, but it's multiplied when uh, that strength is multiplied, when there's a, a friend along with Jesus who looks you in the eye and says, you can do this with God's help. You can do this. I'm going to stand with you as you do. Uh, I want you to watch the unity here. Back in uh, verse 16 again. And, and I'm going to point something out as we go through here. If you're in the text from Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar. Check it out here. We, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace. The God we serve is able to save us from it. He will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. In other words, these guys were standing in faith together. Together. And they said, we're going to go to the furnace together. We're going to go to our deaths together. If that's, if that's what it takes. If that's what's called for today, that's what's going to happen. And so what did happen is exactly that. The, the fires heated up seven times hotter. However, they distinguished that or determined that seven times hotter than normal. And together, together, these three friends are marched toward the fire and thrown in side and tomorrow we'll continue their story now one of the things i've thought about through this season is um, i don't know how people make it without a church family first of all i don't know how people make it through a lot of circumstances without god but i don't know how people make it through tough times without a church family i just i don't understand it because there's something that is awesome there's something that is powerful about being in a community of christ followers especially when you're going through the fire when you're going through the fire and i have been telling you since devotional number one that we're going to make it through this we're going to make it through this and the best way to make it through this is together and i've seen some of you hashtagging better together better together i think karen fritch does that a lot better together and I appreciate that because it's true. Hashtag, man, we are better together. And uh, by the way, if you don't have a church home and you're just kind of showing up for these devotionals, and uh, I, I just, I'm just going to encourage you to join your faith together with Christ-following friends. And if you don't have any of those in your life or where you happen to be, I'm just going to encourage you to be a part of this group of believers and uh, be a part of our church, even if you're at a distance, man. You, we will, we will take you in with open arms and communicate with you and encourage you and 
And we're just going to keep on standing up for Jesus. Stand up for Jesus. Let's encourage each other. Let's love each other. Let's um, keep following him no matter what, no matter how hot it gets, no matter the, the difficulties and the seasons that we're going through. All right. Follow Jesus, but also follow us on social media. <laughs> that was kind of corny, but you understand. Follow us on social media. And, and the reason that I want you to do so is so that you can keep in touch with us, but also so that you can get the alerts, the pop-up service, as somebody called it in the comments the other day, the pop-up service may, might, this is not a for sure. It might happen on Thursday evening at the 288 campus only. If it does, you will know the day before because you're following us on social media and you've signed up for email, right? Uh, so that's how we're going to give notice. I hope that it happens, first of all, because I just want to get together again, man. It was like a festival last time. And, and, and if you don't hear anything else about what you need, although we're going to send out the details and what you need to be a part of it, you're going to need a lawn chair. You're going to need to bring your own drink. Last time I like brought Chick-fil-A and all kinds of stuff to eat. And uh, just it was like a festival, man. It was cool. But uh, we'll send out all those details. We, we still want you to probably wear a mask when you arrive on the scene and work your way to where you're going to put your chair down then you're an adult, it's up to you what you do with your mask after that. Just while you're passing people. And, and as I said last time, the restrooms will be open in the building, but we're going to mark things off so the people can get in and out of the building safely. All right. So that's all I got. I need to be quiet so I can go to 1820 coffee and have a cup of coffee. All right. And see Bob and Joan. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, the season that we're going through. I'm thanking you in the middle of all circumstances right now, Lord. The season that we're going through, difficult as it is, I thank you that we have you. And not only do we have you, but right now each other. The folks who are joining in today, let's pray that we would get strength from each other, Lord. And um, for those who are struggling, Lord, help them, help them to help, help their faith to grow today. Help it to grow today to where they can have the strength that they need to persevere. Give us holy grit, Lord. And may that holy grit be used for your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name, I say this and all the people said, amen. All right. Tomorrow, the final devotional in this schedule that we're in. And then we'll begin again next week on uh, Tuesday and Thursday for the kind of TNT schedule. Love you guys. I will see you soon. Uh, God bless. You guys are awesome. All right. So keep hanging in there. Keep on persevering. Keep on having holy grit. We'll see you tomorrow.